welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hello, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 158 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. My name is Christina Cantors, and this is a solo show for you today, and it's all around fear. Fear, something that we all have. Trust me, we all go through it, and it is a life challenge that we all need to learn how to deal with, especially if we have ambitions, if we want to achieve lots of cool things in our lives, fear is something we are going to come across. So this isn't just related to, say, a fear of public speaking, a fear of speaking up at work, a fear of approaching people and having great conversations in a social or work situation. This can apply to any area of your life where you are feeling the fear. Now, I've been doing a lot of thinking about fear recently. Um, If you tuned in for the last couple of weeks, you know I did a stand-up comedy course and did a five-minute comedy set at the end of that course. And myself and my fellow classmates, we all faced Um, our fears then. That was really exciting and terrifying. Um, Last week, I had an amazing conversation with Penny Lacasso. She's from B Kindred and she'll be, I'll be sharing her story on the podcast next week. She is all about overcoming fear and being courageous. And I loved what she had to share. So make sure you tune in next week for that. Um, And I also read a book over the weekend. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. Now, I'd heard this book mentioned over and over again. In fact, I think Penny recommended it to me. And I was at my sister's house, um, Lizzie, you may have met her before on the podcast. And she had two copies and she said, oh, look, you can borrow one copy. And I said, awesome. And I devoured it in one weekend. So I thought that I would share some of the concepts in this book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I know I've talked a lot about overcoming fear and getting out of your comfort zone on this podcast. I do like to lead by example too, to show you that I'm continuing to push myself out of my comfort zone. I believe that's really important. And I always love hearing different perspectives on fear, which is why I wanted to share some of the concepts in this book with you today. And I'm hoping it'll give you a deeper understanding of what fear looks like and some truths about fear that will help you to see it in a different light. I'm not going to share the entire book, but you should definitely go and read it. Um, But some of these concepts that she talks about at the start of the book, I found really resonated with me and I thought they were a really interesting take on the concept of fear. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash feelfear, thecmethod.com slash feelfear. Okay, before we get into the main content, speaking about overcoming fear, I am coming to Europe in summer. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, that's not very scary, Christina. That's bloody wonderful. Well, it is a little bit scary because I am leaving Melbourne for six weeks with my fiance, Aaron, and we're moving to Rome for a month and we've got an Airbnb and we're staying there for a month. And then we're going to go to Spain as well. We decided that we didn't want to spend winter in Melbourne because it gets kind of cold and depressing here. So we thought, let's go somewhere where it's warm and sunny. 
Now, the scary part about that is we don't know how it's going to impact our businesses. We run another business together. It's called Podcast Services Australia. And then I've got my business, The C Method. And there is a very good chance, well, not very good. There is a chance that it could harm our business, not being in Melbourne. So not being able to meet with people, not being as available with the time difference, that sort of thing. But we're doing it anyway to see if it works or not. And we're thinking, well, if it does work, then great. We'll do it again next year. And if it doesn't work, if we lose out on some big opportunities, on some big jobs, then we just won't do it again. But my point is we're coming to Rome. So if you are in Rome or if you're in Italy, somewhere near there, it's pretty easy to get to get around. We would love to meet with you. And in fact, we're, we're actually reaching out to universities and groups in Italy and in Malta and in London, where we'll also be visiting um, to see if we can run some podcast training or confidence workshops or whatever it is that people would find valuable. But, you know, obviously to do with what it is that we usually teach. So if you are in Rome or if you know someone in Rome at a university or who's part of a, a meetup group or an industry group who would be interested in having me and or Aaron along as well to give a free talk, I'll be doing free talks over there, do reach out. I'd love to hear with you. And if you could connect me with someone over there, over there that would be amazing. Uh, my email is cc at the cmethod.com um, or you can reach out on the website at thecmethod.com. In any case, I'm so excited to be coming to Europe and I look forward to connecting with you if that is where you happen to be at that time as well. It'll be for all of June and we'll be in Spain for the per first part of July as well. Awesome. Okay, let's get into this week's topic. And like I mentioned, these are concepts shared in the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. These are her concepts. Okay, so firstly, I wanted to find what is fear according to Jeffers, and I found this really interesting. She breaks fear down into three levels, and the level one fear is what she calls a surface story. So it's things that could happen to us and things that require action. So things that happen to us are, for example, aging, some people fear aging, being alone, losing a loved one. Then there are things that require action, like having to end a relationship, asserting yourself, public speaking, changing a career. All of these things require you to take some action and they're quite scary things to do. Do any of these resonate with you? I want you to have a think about what's a surface level fear that you have. Now, Jeffers then talks about the level two fears, and these are to do with your inner states of mind. And these will impact other areas of your life. So for example, um, rejection, success, failure, being vulnerable. All of these are to do with how you are thinking you know, about yourself and they will impact other areas. So for example, if you have a fear of rejection, it will hold you back in your relationships, in your career, in your social life and so on. You limit yourself in all different ways. So it's so a level two um, fear will impact all your, your level one fears as well. And then there's a level three fear, which is the biggest fear at all. This is the one that according to Jeffers, it keeps you stuck. The fear is that I can't handle it. 
And she writes that at the bottom of every one of your fears is the fear that you can't handle whatever life brings you. Have a think now about a fear that you have. It could be a level one or a level two fear. But when you bring in that level three fear, what the actual underlying fear is that, let's say it's rejection, you can't handle being rejected. You can't handle losing your job. You can't handle being on your own. You can't handle failure. So have a think. Some of those things that you can consciously say, yes, I fear this. That's what I'm afraid of. And then you, and then you look at it from the, from the, I can't handle it perspective. That's what it comes down to. I fear, I fear this because I'm afraid that I won't be able to handle whatever happens. Um, A good example of this is someone who is a parent, say a mum who is overly protective of her child, always saying, be careful, be careful. Oh, I couldn't, I don't know what I would do if something happened to you. The fear is not actually that something will happen to the child. The fear is that she won't be able to handle it if something happens to her child. Does that make sense? So then Jeffers goes on to say, okay, well, think about this. If you knew that you could handle anything, that came your way, what would you fear? Chances are it's nothing. Think about that for a moment. If you knew that you could handle anything that life threw your way, life's throwing all these curveballs, all these difficulties, these challenges, throwing you through this massive roller coaster ride, and if you knew that you could handle whatever happened, what would you actually fear? Nothing. And, so, and also, if you knew if you could handle it, how good would life be? Be amazing, right? I actually used to do a similar exercise to this, but it was very similar. It was, if it were impossible to fail, what would I do? And I would write a long list. If it was impossible for me to fail, what would I do? And I wrote a list. And then after reading the list, I actually realized that many of those things that I wrote, I could just go and do anyway. (laughs) And if I didn't succeed, the consequences would not be severe at all. So that's a great exercise to do. Now, the thing I love about this point, about being able to, about knowing that you can handle whatever comes your way, the thing I love about it is that it places all the power back onto you. You don't have to change your environment. that came out wrong, environment or other people's behavior in order to reduce your fear. It comes down to you building more trust in your ability to handle whatever comes your way. And Jeffers argues that if you can do this, your fear will diminish. Now, I want to hammer this point home because this is a critical point in the book. According to Jeffers, this is the baseline from which you must operate when it comes to facing your fears and getting out of your comfort zone. Okay? You can't make this about other people and say, oh, if only my boss did this, or if only my partner, my husband was able to, you know, said this or was more appreciative. If only I had a higher paying job, then I'd be able, no, none of that. If you, you need to put it back on yourself and take full power and go, you know what, whatever happens, I can handle it. So it's all about developing that trust in yourself, developing your ability to trust that you can handle whatever life throws your way. Interesting, right? 
I'll give you an example of when um, something that happened to me, well, something that, you know, an experience in my life. When, when I left my career as an architect, I had decided to quit my job, go live in New York City and take the year to travel, to learn and start my coaching and speaking business. Was I scared? Yes. And you know what my fear was? My fear was when I come back to Melbourne, well, what if I come back to Melbourne with no money and I can't get another job? The story I kept telling myself was, oh, it's so difficult to get a job in architecture. There's no jobs. You should stay where you are, where you're safe in this, in this job. And it made it even more complicated when the CEO of my company offered me a nice little safety net. They said, well, we can offer you a new role doing what you really want to do. Um, you can go travel, come back, but we'll have this role for you. But you've got to come back in the next two months. And it made the decision even more difficult. But now when I think about it, the underlying fear that I had was I can't handle not getting another job. I can't handle failing. I can't handle the uncertainty of not knowing my future. And the way that I had to turn it around was to think, well, what's the worst that could happen? If everything goes pear-shaped, will I die? Will I be living out on the streets, sleeping on a piece of cardboard? No. I can go live with I can go live with mum and dad in their nice big house. I can handle that. I have to get a job at the supermarket stacking shelves. Sure, I can handle that. And I realize now that subconsciously back then I had told myself, whatever happens, I will handle it. Because the worst that could happen is really not that bad at all. So if there is one big takeaway from the book and from this podcast, it is to say to yourself, whatever happens, I'll handle it. Write it down on a piece of paper, on a post-it note and stick it somewhere. Remind yourself every day, I can handle it. Okay, I want to dive into five truths about fear that Jeffers, Jeffers writes about. And I quite liked all these truths and I I have heard them before, like slightly, you know, slightly differently, um, but I love how she put them all together into these five truths. Um, Some of them I hadn't heard before, a couple I had. So the first one is the fear will never go away as long as you continue to grow. Now, this is all about expanding your comfort bubble. And I've spoken about this many times before. Challenge is healthy. Fred DeVito says, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Which, which I love. Um, and look, your fear doesn't go away. It really doesn't. Um, because as you're growing, as you're pushing out of your comfort zone, your comfort zone just expands a little bit more. It doesn't disappear altogether. It just keeps going and going and going. My fear doesn't go away. I can speak to large audiences. I, I can be confident doing stand-up comedy. But it doesn't mean that my fear has completely disappeared. Throw me into a new situation and I'll still have that little bit of fear there but I'm able to push through that comfort barrier because I've done it so many times before. And then that expands my comfort bubble a little bit more. So it's not about overcoming your fear or removing it completely because you will continue to grow. Okay, the second truth about fear is the only way to get rid of the fear is to go out and do it. Now, this sounds contradictory to truth number one, You'll be like, Christina, you just said that my fear will never go away. And now you're saying this is how you get rid of the fear. Um, 
this is contradictory, but the fear will go away. The fear of that one thing will go away, but then as you push your comfort bubble more, then a new fear will come up, okay? So fear completely doesn't go away. But if you want to remove or um, lower your level of fear when it comes to doing a certain thing, you have to go out and do it. Um, Something that's really important is is to recognize if you're using the when-then sort of language. So you may have heard yourself or said to yourself, oh, when... Um, when I have this, then I'll go and do that thing. You know, when I make it to a senior position, then I'll be able to give presentations. When I am feeling confident enough, then I'll speak up. When I have a good enough idea, um, when I feel ready, then I'll share it with everyone else. All of these, when you speak like this, it means that you, I mean, you'll never actually go out and do it. You have to flip it around. When I gave myself the challenge of busking on the street, so street performing with my ukulele, I kept telling myself, when I know enough songs, then I'll go out and busk. When I've practiced enough, then I will go out and busk. But this was a problem because it meant that I wasn't going out and doing it, okay? I had to flip it around. I had to just say, you know what? I'm just going to go and do it because how am I supposed to know when I'm actually ready? Just had to pause there for a moment. <clears throat> I do these podcasts in one take, by the way, if you weren't aware. This is a, uh, another comfort challenge for me. Now, I want you to keep in mind that your comfort zone is different to your safety zone. And Felicity Malay, who I had on the podcast a few weeks ago, she she brought this up as well. Um, comfort zone is good. Safety zone is no good. I'm not condoning you to take risks that are potentially harmful, like walking through a dodgy neighborhood at night, taking heroin or verbally abusing your boss. You know, all of those things, you know, they're risky, but they're not from, they don't don't come from a good place. They're not from a place of growth. On the other side of good fear is growth, okay? Not getting arrested. So when I talk about getting out of your comfort zone, doing things that scare you, it's got to come from, from a good place of where on the other side, it's going to help you in some way. Um, not require you to be bailed out of prison um, in the middle of the night. So that was number two. Number three, the third truth about fear. This is related. The only way to feel better about yourself is to go out and do it. And when you go out and do something, you will build that confidence. So you will feel better about yourself. Um, I recently did a, it's called the hundred minute challenge with my friend, Jim, who is a, a strength and conditioning coach. You can actually follow, follow him on Instagram. It's at the 100 minute challenge. Um, and the challenge is you work out for a hundred minutes and the goal is to burn a thousand calories. So it's pretty intense. Now, a friend of mine is trying to get fit and healthy. So I invited him. I said, you should come do the hundred meter challenge, hundred minute challenge. And he wrote back to me and this is what he wrote. He wrote, I like it in theory. I'm just not as extroverted about my collapsing in an exhausted heap as you are. I admire your enthusiasm and gusto. I plan to smash myself, as in workout. I plan to work out incognito until I'm an absolute specimen. (laughs) Now, what he was really saying is I don't feel good about myself or how I look right now to come and work out with other people. I want to look first, sorry, 
he was saying he was saying that he wanted to look good first and feel good about himself first before he came to the group training. Now, my response was, well, saying that you're not fit enough to come to a training session is like saying you're too dirty to take a bath, which I find is ridiculous. (laughs) Now, what if he had come to the group training and been around really supportive people? Maybe he would have achieved something he didn't think he could do. Maybe he would realize that he was actually fitter and in better shape than he thought. Now, wouldn't have that built his confidence? But no, he was waiting for him to feel good about himself first before he actually goes out and does it. And it just means that he's not going to get that feeling of confidence from actually going out and doing it. So I hope he comes to the next one. So the only way to feel better about yourself is to go out and do it. Okay, truth number four. Not only will you experience fear when you're on unfamiliar territory, so will everyone else. That's right, my friends. You are not alone. You are not the only person who is experiencing fear. Everyone experiences fear. But the difference is that some people allow fear to paralyze them and others see it as a reason to push forward. You know, I've seen, I've been, um, I've been backstage with other speakers at conferences, some of whom are extremely well experienced and well respected. And even they say to me, oh, I'm not sure about this audience. They seem really tough. Oh, I hope I do okay. Oh, I'm nervous my slides aren't going to work. Oh, I hope I don't run out of time. And I'm shocked because I'm like, you guys are really experienced and, eat, and you still have these fears. Are you, are you serious? But they do. But you know what? It really helps when you know that everyone is going through their own stuff. They're going through their, their own fears. Having, so having this empathy for others really helps a lot. And this is, I do a lot of work on this with my clients, you know, helping them to have empathy for their audiences and realizing that they are, they are human too, you know, and they've got nothing against you when you get up there to speak. Remember, everyone is at their own level. They're all pushing out of their comfort zones. They're all on unfamiliar territory. So everyone is going through their own fears and their own experiences with getting out of their comfort zone. So there is some comfort in knowing that. Okay, and we're up to our final truth about fear. Um, This one's a bit wordy, so bear with me. Jeffers writes that pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the underlying fear that comes from a feeling of helplessness. I'll say that again. Pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the underlying fear that comes from a feeling of helplessness. What she means by this is if you don't take risks and do and you do everything in your power to stay safe and contained in your little comfort bubble, you will continue to live with a feeling of dread that your day of reckoning will come. You will have this feeling of helplessness that you won't be able to you won't be able to push through or handle whatever comes your way. For example, if you're in a job that requires you to put your hand up to speak, if you're required to assert yourself and share your ideas in order to progress, but you make an effort to not put yourself out there and you don't do those things, then yes, you get to stay safe in your little bubble, 
Yes, you don't you don't have to feel that that everyday fear of oh I have to do this presentation or oh, I have to speak up in this meeting. You get to be safe from from you know not doing that. However, you will always have that feeling of helplessness that if one day you are thrown into a situation outside of your control, you will not be able to handle it. Does that make sense? Even though you're not pushing yourself out there, even though you are feeling that sense of safety and security, simply knowing that you won't be able to handle something, if it does come your way, then that's a feeling of helplessness and that is terrifying. Wouldn't you rather to push through that fear barrier to get to get to do that thing that, that scares you and then to have that feeling of confidence and and celebration that results and knowing that you have it within you to be able to handle that. You know, I don't think anything anything can replace that feeling. So I don't want you to feel helpless, okay? I want you to feel empowered. And to feel empowered you need to have that confidence to know that you can handle whatever comes your way. And the only way you can do that is to do that thing. So I think we've come full circle now. So those are the five truths about fear that I really loved. I'll just recap. The fear will never go away as long as you continue to grow. Remember, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. If you're not growing, you're stagnant. And if you're stagnant, you're dead. (laughs) So it's in your interest to continue to grow. Number two, the only way to get rid of the fear is to go out and do it. So that's basically the whole title of the book. Feel the fear, do it anyway. Number three, the only way to feel better about yourself is to go out and do it. Number four, Not only will you experience fear when you're on unfamiliar territory, so will everyone else. We all go through this. And then finally, pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the underlying fear that comes from a feeling of helplessness. So those are the five truths about fear that Susan Jeffers shares in her book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. She then goes on to share a number of ways that you can, as the title suggests, feel the fear and do it anyway, which I'm not going to go through. Um, I just wanted to talk about those, those truths to give you some things to think about regarding fear. So what you can do now is go away and maybe write down some things that you know scare you and then think about, well, can I, am I prepared to handle whatever happens? Do I feel confident in my ability? Can I trust myself? Can I trust my ability to handle whatever happens in this situation? And you might like to think back to a time where you did make a really difficult decision or when you were really scared and you were able to push through that and you were able to handle whatever came your way. You know, whatever that result was, you got through it. This helps us to be grateful for the hard times, the challenging times. If you can remind yourself that, hey, that happened, I went through that and I got through it, then use that to help to build your own confidence and to, and to re- remind yourself that you can trust yourself with these things because you've done it all before. Now, if you are feeling fear and anxiety around speaking up at work, putting your hand up for opportunities, giving presentations, maybe leading and facilitating meetings, and you know that it's holding you back from progressing in your career, 
then I do invite you to reach out to me. Okay, like I said before, I don't want you to live in this feeling of helplessness. I want you to feel empowered. So do reach out to me. We can meet up in person. We can jump on a call um, to look at your goals and challenges. And we can explore if working together works for both of us. We may we can explore my group coaching or the one-to-one programs to see if they're a fit for you. I specialize in helping intelligent, driven professionals like you to have more confidence, to have more influence and therefore more impact in the workplace through cultivating a a strong success mindset and building strong communication skills. And a big part of that is overcoming your limiting self-beliefs and pushing through your fears, which is something that I absolutely love supporting and guiding people through. And if you are waiting to feel good about yourself before reaching out, well, um, refer back to this episode. (laughs) Um, That is all from me this week. I will see you next week um, where you'll get to meet the wonderful Penny Lacasso. Can't wait for that one. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome. My name's Christina Cantors. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed. To learn more and inquire about the C-Method coaching, keynote and corporate training programs, visit thecmethod.com.